0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Comics. I'm Todd A. Taylor Trask. How are you doing this morning, Taylor?
1: Oh, I'm lovely. We were chatting before we began about um, <laughs> the fact that I finished uh, <laughs> Barefaced Messiah. <laughs> so yes. hopefully we'll have uh, have some Scientology chat coming down the pike pretty soon, because that was, it, a, was a compelling book, to say the least.
0: Yeah, it is, um, you know, for people who read weird stuff like us, that is the... <laughs> Uh, definitive biography, like the most authoritative biography of L. Ron Hubbard that like everyone cites. It's like that not
1: is, and not endorsed by the church. In fact, they sued course, it out of existence. And uh it's it definitely came out and is definitely still a very compelling read. But yeah, it's it was interesting and we had some we had some chit chat. Hopefully we'll have um an episode in the future where we team up with uh maybe the guys from the Hardy Boys Drinkcast and uh and do some some chatting. But let's talk coffee and comics, Todd. That's why we're right. here.
0: Okay. Um, you you stopped me before I went on a long tangent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's probably best.
0: <laughs> what are you drinking this morning, Taylor? <laughs> well, to, uh, uh, this morning I went down to a
1: little cafe called Good Karma here in Manitou Springs. And uh, it's just a lovely little place. They do what I'm just going to call their bog standard latte. And uh, I had such a big one. It's it's still here an hour and a half later, and I'm still sipping on that. So it's... Uh,
0: you know, it's, it's, it's,
1: it is, it is caffeine as a delivery mechanism. Uh,
0: so so when you else. say bog standard in that case, you, you really mean it's like, it's just yeah, sort just, of. it's not bad, but it's not, uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like breaking even. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Excellent
1: well, way
0: to put it. uh, listeners from last week's show will remember that I've got a pound of beats big bang <laughs> to get through, uh, which, um, promised a vibrant blast of tropical fruit in a <laughs> smooth medium style. And last week I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but as I have made a, a couple more um, pots this week, cause I'm of course trying to convert it to iced coffee, <laughs> mm.
1: which
0: is probably a fool's errand, but um, it's got like, it's got what I would call like a, a chocolatey texture, mm. which actually, so I figured out how to make that work for like an iced drink. So I'm getting like a, maybe, maybe I'm getting a smooth medium, <laughs> like sort of, Iced mocha, (laughs) but I'm definitely not. There's no vibrant blast of tropical fruit for me whatsoever. (laughs) Um, Anyway. So yeah, I've, I've gotten pretty good at it over the week. Um, It takes me a while to empty a bag, but I I may be done with this, uh, this pound this week. So uh, maybe next weekend I'll have a new one to try out. Um, But yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, We've got a, a not usually on the coffee and comics. We talk the printed sort of comics and we have a comic book movie to talk about today. Which is, of course, Black Panther.
1: Of course. Of course. What else would we be talking? We should have been like we should have named some really obscure like and of course we're talking today about Howard the Duck.
0: Yeah. And we're talking about every what everyone's talking about.
1: Actually that's not even that obscure. I should find something more like what's what's a really, really obscure comic book movie that came out in the last, I don't know, forty years. Just something so off the wall that like it's like, What?
0: Uh, blank man? Yes. There we go. (laughs) <laughs> bingo I, I never even saw that i have no idea what it's about um yeah uh, uh black panther i let's jump in like we always jump in which is how did you see this 2d 3d alamo Drafthouse, house normal theater what'd you well do?
1: now that i'm living a little south of denver i can't just pop over to the alamo Drafthouse house whenever i want um there is a theater on the other side of town That is, you know, kind of like Colorado Springs' biggest, like it's, it's like, you know, the, the cliche multiplex, like, you know, I think it's like 18 screens or some such thing, but it was, um, it was the only one in town that had like multiple, like every, every hour on the hour they were doing another showing. So I went over there last weekend and, uh, you know, had the reclining, you know, the assigned reclining seats, massive screen. And that's why I saw it. And I, I made the intentional decision to see it 2d. I then I hadn't heard much about any sort of intentional 3 d sort of uh, effects or anything, and unless I do, typically unless it's like Coraline or Tron or Avatar, which were made for that purpose, I, I try to stay away from 3 d. I think Doctor. Strange was the last time I saw an actual 3 d movie because that I knew those effects would be really really intriguing um, in that format. So I saw a regular 2 d really crystal clear screen um, and had a great little time. How about you
0: i think i um, I think I told you. I don't know if we were on air or not about when I saw the post, I saw it in this theater that I've been going to for years. And for some, I I probably because I usually see, uh, you know, it's, it is like, it's not a huge multiplex, but it's a multiplex, not like an art cinema. So when I go there, I'm usually seeing some kind of sci-fi or superhero blockbuster. So, uh, and I've always been in the, theater is like two through six. I've never been in the big one, number oh, one theater. Sure. And it wasn't until I saw the post that I first had a ticket for that theater. And I had never realized how huge this thing was. Mm. So when I was trying to make my decision about Black Panther 2d or 3d, um, it actually, I think that, I mean, I, I, I didn't read up on this, but I, I don't, I think the 3d was pure, like after the fact thing, I don't know that they shot it in 3d, you know, I doubt it. I does. because in IMAX it was in 2d and so I was kind of like weighing like okay well if it's you know do I do IMAX 2d uh and then once I realized it was in the number one theater in this um you know big theater plex I just went there because the play I mean the screen is freaking huge I went on a I went last Sunday afternoon so the weekend it came out um it's, you know, but like what I thought would be a slower time, like 3 PM Sunday, mm-hmm. it was packed. I mm-hmm. bought my tickets beforehand. So I knew it was going to be packed. You know, I'm like on the Fandango app and there's only spotty seats, but I knew rows one through three, everybody avoids those, but they're perfectly fine. Cause you can recline and the screen is so huge. That mm-hmm. it's uh, That's the experience I want, like where I don't <laughs> see anyone in front of me, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I freaking loved it. Like I was yeah just totally reclined with this huge, huge screen in front of me. Um, yeah, I mean, it feels that screen actually feels bigger than the IMAX screen uh, be- I know exactly because- what
1: you're to- well, I know exactly what you're talking about. I saw the first two Ironmans and the first Avengers on a similar screen here in Denver, and you're you're totally right. It's like it's it when it's that massive, it just kind of envelops you and it it heightens the experience considerably. <laughs>
0: Well, and you, you know, with an IMAX, especially when it's in like a normal uh, 16 by nine ratio, uh, it's you're, you're going to like, your eye is going to take in all this black, you know, because the screen is the IMAX screen is a giant square. So you're you're not seeing something in like, you know, normal cinematic, or if you are seeing something in a normal cinematic format um, aspect ratio, then it's, it looks weird in IMAX sometimes, you know, it's like, there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of, black area around you and so and also the imax near me is just not that comfortable like the seats are really kind of close together and so wherever you are even though you're sitting straight up and you have this great you know straight on view of the screen physically you can't really you know you can't lean back it's they're not those comfy seats and man i just loved lying back and watching this movie (laughs) so do you have a first impression that that you would share
1: uh of of the movie itself yeah uh refreshing i think ah,
0: i love that if word you've,
1: you've listened to uh the last two years of shows where we've talked marvel movies you'll notice i get incre- I've i've gotten increasingly sort of disillusioned and just a little burnt out and i was going into this going okay i really really hope they take an opportunity to to just do something different and not even like the subject matter or the cast but like you know, Thor: Ragnarok, and I, I know we've disagreed on this, but Thor: Ragnarok, the, the set design, the costume design, it's 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 no different than Guardians of the Galaxy, than any than um, Avengers, then like it's like they all went to the same clothing store, and the same like you know the, the powers and the effects look the same. And I was just like, man, this give me something different, a, just give me just a little bit of different spice or something. And and sure enough, Black Panther compl- it embraced that whole hog. I think within fifteen minutes of that movie, I was. I was smiling from relief more than anything. Just like, Oh, thank God. And I could actually like relax and settle in and go, this movie's going to take me somewhere. I didn't know I wanted to go. And I, I don't have to just second guess it the whole time through.
0: Yeah. I, um, I mean, I appreciate that perspective. I don't, uh, uh, that, that, that mirrors a note I made, which was, um, that this was, well, first of all, uh, my feelings walking out of it was like, Oh my gosh, is this the first perfect marvel movie <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> where i you know it's one of those things um i i, I think i saw uh, john layman the comics writer tweet this this morning or yesterday or something about how you know he's he, he's a real critical guy and he was like and even i couldn't find a flaw to pick at in this and that's sort of how i felt like i just walked out like wow that you know but to your point i i the, the note i made to myself was that i had a real sense of like a contained universe here Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I, what I did last night, I sat down and watched Ragnarok again and um, I, I can see what you mean. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, um, it, it feels like uh, Taika YTT's Wait- uh, like version of the Marvel universe. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. he's, he's putting his mark on it. Whereas Black Panther felt like, its own universe like its own universe that sort of pulls in a couple of Marvel people yes (laughs) you know yes Um,
1: and I was so happy for that and like that's we've said it before but that is the fundamental mistake that the DC cinematic universe has missed every time like instead of just copying I think everybody was pressuring them like you just copy Marvel's formula no 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 DC should have should have leaned into the Nolan formula saying we're gonna give Distinct directors, total visual control over their over each piece, so they're going to look and feel completely different. And then we're gonna we're gonna one up Marvel by figuring out a way to put that into a cohesive team up movie in at some undetermined point in the future. But like, have a you know, imagine like Nolan's Batman with Wonder, you know, the Wonder Woman that we know and love, with like a version of Aquaman that looks nothing like Zack Snyder whatsoever. You know, like uh, the the refreshing aspect of that is going to be like, wow, we get to see all these distinct entities sharing the same palette and like what does that look like and wow that'll be interesting and fun whereas marvel and, and nothing gets the way marvel did it they obviously succeeded incredibly by building their you know building the building up to avengers continuing on that but i feel like they were at a critical juncture with are we in phase three or are we starting phase four we're still in phase
0: three. Oh right? my gosh i don't even know
1: i don't even know anymore. but like they were at a critical juncture where i think after ultron and I think one of the reasons Ultron failed because it was just it just didn't, nothing about it was really that special. You know, it had some good moments, some good lines, but it's just like, what, did we need this movie really? Not really. I mean, nothing, it didn't do anything new or different. I think they were at a point where it's like, okay, we can't just rinse and repeat anymore. We have got to figure out a way. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy was, was a good first, like, this movie reminded me a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. When Remember when you saw that for the first time, you're just like, oh my God, this is not at all right. like a Marvel movie I've... I've, i'm used to at this point um and black panther seems the same way and, and in, interestingly enough both movies were like completely unknown to the the majority of the marketplace you know in the same way that iron man when he fir- when that first iron man movie came out nobody knew and we didn't even have the luxury of iron man being in cartoons up to that point it was really yeah, really but- really completely fresh for a lot of people with Black Panther, I remember seeing, there was, um, Marvel had a, a, a good run of Avengers cartoons that the Black Panther character was in, but we didn't really get a lot of deep story. We just, you know, we knew he was King of Wakanda, and that was about it. So it was really nice to see, like, that completely mine. and it's, again, they're doing better with their lesser-known properties than with their big heavy hitters. I mean, just think about that for a second. Like, they, both Guardians and Black Panther are the, are the biggest one-off Marvel movies um, outside of Avengers.
0: Yeah. And I would say, you know, one that, um, now it's a stretch, uh, but the, but I, but I felt similarly about Ant-Man. I mean, it was definitely like solidly in the Marvel universe, but it was such an offbeat character and, and like leaning into the humorous tone of it Mm -hmm. for for that movie. Just that really pleased me, you know, because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to see, I, I did not want to see, um, oh shit i can't even remember his name but um the older ant-man you know i didn't want to see michael Hick douglas Pim. yeah yeah Hick pym as ant-man and it turns into just like another iron man you
1: yeah know?
0: um yeah. so but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't argue like stylistically or anything black panther you know is, is a world apart and guardians was was similar in that way like they were just you know they weren't mcu movies it didn't feel like um we are in phase three, by the way, okay. <laughs> I looked it up. So this year is the end of phase three.
1: Well, it makes me wonder, like when we finally, finally get to Captain Marvel, if we ever if, Yeah. <laughs> it, like, what will that be? Like? I mean, will that be bigger than Wonder Woman? Um, I'm curious. I'm curious
0: I, how they put that, how they do well, that. So talking about how big this movie is to like, what, what was, was your theater packed? I mean, and what, oh, yeah. what time of day I, was it and all that kind of it stuff? It
1: was, it was two thirty on a Sunday. Um, and it was, I think I, by the time I bought tickets, there were three seats left and every that show, in fact, remember. there was a girl next to me. I, I forgot to mention this. It, it was so sad too. There's this young black girl next to me who she had her like big gulp and she was sitting there and like the movie started. And the uh, the Dora the, is it the Dora Malagi? I can never pronounce that name correctly. The guard, the guards, the Guard, if you will. Oh, um, I didn't even know it had a name. <laughs> the, the scene in the very beginning, where like they're in that apartment in in Oakland yeah, and the yeah. Dora Malagi, and you see them for the first time, and she just like she just whispered, "They're so beautiful." And then, and I was kind of huh. like, "Oh, this is cute," but then sadly. All of a sudden, the manager comes in and goes, oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry, but you're sitting in somebody's seat. And these two guys are behind him. And she had to leave. <laughs> he had to kick her out. Oh, yeah. So I don't even know what that was about. If she was just in the wrong seat or if she had snuck in or what. But like, I kind of felt bad. And then so finally, oh like God. the other two guys came in. And then every seat was full. But um, I was just like, oh, bye, I guess. Oh. Um, but uh, but no, it was, it was packed. And I looked at the tickets for all the other showings that day. Again, all completely packed. So this is... It was a, yeah. uh, it was definitely not just a, it, it felt just like Avengers did when it came out in May. And I'm shocked that a movie in February and we've seen, I mean, we've seen it with De- Kingsman and Deadpool, but like this, but is both of those movie. were
0: like, like real curveballs. Yeah, know? Like, Yeah. Like it's crazy to think Marvel planned a huge movie release in February. Cause Deadpool was sort of like thrown off. Like, you know, eh, there's nothing else on the schedule. Let's put it out in February
1: yeah and prior to this the only the last time like a movie got this much kind of buzz was the first hunger games which was a march release in 2012 if i don't if i recall correctly yeah and that was that was kind of the net the last one that was closest to summer but still generated summer like kind of enthusiasm god damn this one was just like i mean this this could have been a july fourth weekend like yeah. it was just like boom here you go which brings up a whole other we'll talk about maybe later just a whole other you know sort of question around the uh, economics of theatrical releases like is the summer season even a thing anymore do we even need it um apparently not but i just it was it was cool to see and it it was cool to kind of get sucked back into that excitement again you know i used to go to the midnight showings of all these movies back in the day and i kind of stopped because they you know they weren't really midnight movies you know midnight showings anymore i think the The latest one they'll do is like, you know, 9 p.m. the night before. So it's kind of you kind of lose that camaraderie of waiting until midnight and and all that. But this one felt a lot like that. It felt like the people going in were like, oh, it's like a it's like an adventure ride. It's like, here we go, everybody. We're all in this together. We're going to see something cool. It just had that (laughs) had that energy to it.
0: Well, and I was uh, I I was pleasantly surprised at um, uh, the diversity of the audience. And I, I don't mean that like ethnically or anything although there was that but it was like it was not a comics book audience you know like that's or comic books sorry i said that like attorneys general um (laughs) comics book uh it was uh you know like in previous big huge releases like i'm thinking like dark Knight or like logan or something there's a ton of people in you know, geek t-shirts and like, that's, that's sort of the, what I'm used to like opening yeah. weekend is like, I, I can see my geek people around. And this was Sunday afternoon and they're, you know, on, on both sides of me were like groups of ladies, like on one yeah. side, just like, a, you know, a group of white ladies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I went like, wow, this is just like how awesome that everyone is curious about this movie. And I hope, I sure hope that like, it doesn't, one thing that's really cool about it is it doesn't, uh, uh it doesn't, it doesn't, like, I, so a friend of mine complains about, like, Justice League, when we saw that. Her complaint was, look, it's always some monster that, like, can't be killed, that has no mm-hmm. personality, that's, like, basically a god that comes to Earth, like, I'm so tired of this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she actually was not really interested in Black Panther, I think, just sort of superhero fatigue, but ironically, mm-hmm. this would totally appeal to her because it's such a very like human struggle with superpowers yes. and super technology but it's not a you know it's not about these like otherworldly sort of unstoppable godly forces you know
1: it's it's cool because it is otherworldly to we white Americans yeah. like it's oh, it's point. it's right here on planet earth but it still has a an exotic i mean they leaned heavily into the the afrofuturism and it's it was so beautiful and you just felt like this is this is another place, but it's still here on earth and they could get away with that. It was, yeah. you know,
0: and that, that's a great comment. That's a good segue. Cause after we both saw it, we were, we were texting and um, <clears throat> you had said that it just, uh, you know, it felt, uh, what was your, you said this was the first one since winter soldier that felt new and different. Yeah. And you talked about the shots and framing were totally different on black Panther. Yes. Like, it's just a different eye on it, you know, um, whereas a lot Marvel, and this is where sort of Ant-Man, you know, as as different as that character was at the time for the MCU, it totally falls in line because the visual language is just like all the other MCU movies. Whereas yeah. this one was like a different visual language.
1: <laughs> oh, and and it was like it, it was a it, yeah. The the shots were different, and I noticed that more just because I I am a cinema a cinema photographer slash photographer on the side, so I, I'm my eyes more attuned to it. But like just the way they shot things um and then just the a lot it, it was, i had to go back and look a lot of the a lot of locations were, were real like a lot they shot mm, a lot yeah. of a, you know, of of, uh, of africa for it you know even though they shot a lot of the the sets in atlanta which is always hilarious but they shot a lot of the you know the stuff outdoors you know when they get to the the border tribe like that was all on location so it had the production value that you used to see in big movies because they they didn't have yeah. cgi so they had to shoot on set so it was a little of that but just when they did get on set, oh, my God, the scenic design. Oh, my God. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. If that group doesn't win every Oscar for scenic design, <laughs> then there's there's no point watching that award show anymore. It's just like it was so good. Even things like – even little throwaway sort of shots that, you know, you wouldn't maybe see that location again. Just beautiful,
0: beautiful places. Well, and then, and then a step deeper than that, uh, one thing we texted about was not just the scenic design, but like costume design and the tech design. Yeah. I was saying I, what I liked was it didn't look like Tony Stark designed it. <laughs> Whereas Exactly. Every other Marvel movie sort of looks that way. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Uh, Tony Stark, which is, um, you know, there's that like great, whatever it is. Again, I, I've said this on other shows where I'm like, I don't know if it's silver age or <laughs> bronze age or whatever, but I think it's a silver, silver age of Marvel. Uh, comics where the Jack Kirby run where all the tech sort of looked like this Jack Kirby tech, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like Mm -hmm. it had big round things that it would always have a bunch of sort of panels and stuff on it. And it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't sort of cold and metallic. It was always sort of rounded metallic and um, like
1: it was a happy meal, fun toy or something
0: in that. Yeah. And in that same way, that's how I felt about all the Marvel movies up till now is they all, they all borrow from the tech of the first Iron Man movie yeah. And when you get into you know crap like the Hela carriers and stuff, it's literally been helped designed by Tony Stark, so it all looks sort of the same. And then here's Wakanda, where this tech is envisioned in a totally different way. You know, here's a a, a country that's existed in secrecy with this um, seemingly bottomless well of this material that can you know aid them in all these sorts of technology, um, and it's so naturally they've grown up. Like they're, you know, they never, they never shared that with anyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, So they just had this sort of pure form of their own technology. It was a really, really cool. I don't know. Everything about it looked cool and it, and it made the, like made the idea stronger because of it. So um, yeah, I, I, I think that was what was. So what, one of the things that added to the perfection of the movie was I was able to sit there and just sort of absorb all of that newness you know mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah no that was great that you when it's like i can't wait on that same kind of on a related note i can't wait uh for any scene i'm hoping there's multiple scenes but any scene involving um suri and tony stark basically collaborating or, or trying to compete against each other because you've, you've got suri his little sister who's just as smart if not smarter than tony and, like, what are they going to, you know, what could they create together? Like, you know, she, you know, he might be, he might pull his thing of like offering her a job. It's like, dude, I've, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Disney princess. I don't need, you know, I don't need that. So
0: it'll be, it'll be cool to see. <laughs> sorry, something just tipped over in my house. And just, yeah. Um, uh, and, and, you know, just one, <laughs> I don't know that we'll even have time to get into the like plot and stuff because I'll just keep talking about the things I thought were perfect. That. <laughs> A freaking cast man yeah every single person was killing it
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i just I, I oh my god i mean i couldn't every um uh helping out the 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 tribe that they had the you know that did not live as part of Wakanda. The mountain tribe yes oh, yeah yeah um but they uh Just, you know, the way that they had a completely different costume design Mm -hmm. um, and a different attitude, sort of, you know, similar, but different um, Mm -hmm. and a different culture, I mean, in that way. Uh, But then I I don't know, just watching them interact was so great. And seeing that uh, tribal battle at the end was one Mm -hmm. of those things that as much as I uh, criticize superhero movies where the heroes are just fighting each other, that felt real. Yeah. yeah. It, and it felt earned, like you could see these, these, these tribes sort of setting themselves at odds all along because, you know, because of these like really legitimate differences and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. And it just, it also just felt like a real true uh, conflict in that way of, you could see how the, 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 kernel of revenge and this sort of long history. I mean, I know these are things we've seen before, but it just didn't, it, it, it proceeded at the right pace it where a lot of times we see that like i'm getting revenge for my father and it's just blown out of proportion like yeah, right okay. away you know we yeah. don't get to see the the history and so, you know those flashbacks were done in, in a way that you know kept the kept the mystery up a little bit for what you know who, who are the characters in this flashback and why you know what what is the beef here like what's you know what's caused this a sort of kernel of resentment and stuff so
1: yeah um, it, it felt it i love it when movies drop you into events already in motion and that right, the, yeah. the events aren't completely hinged on the start and end of the movie meaning like you come in everything's fine and oh no something happened and in this moment everybody's mad at each other it's like that wouldn't have just happened that fast like you can tell like to your point this you know sort of the the layers of friendship and and rivalry and and politics have been sort of Put in for, you know, for the past 20 years as long as T'Chaka was alive you know it's kind of like the yeah. sins of the father be- you know are inherited by the sons or the sins of the fathers are inherited by the sons and so it's like you you feel like oh we're dropping in but this has been this isn't just special to the movie like we're getting to see a, a a window into this world, but stuff has been going on before and long after. So you've, that to me is the best kind of movie. Cause then it's like the, everything seems more real, more grounded. And then you're almost, you as you as the viewer have the privilege of seeing this slice of it, knowing that it's not like, like going back to justice league, everything in justice league felt very contained. Like, Hey, everything's this way at the beginning. Everything's this way at the end. And everything you see is only taking place between those two moments. And like, just happens to be coincidentally all at the same time. It's like okay, but uh, I I'd rather not. I'd rather not. The cast, I'm looking at the cast as you were saying that too. Um, it's worth noting only two white people in the entire <laughs> cast, especially the main cast. Like only two, which they're I love. it Yeah, yeah, they're both <laughs> hobbits. I loved it though, because I'm like, <clears throat> and not even from an SJW kind of like mindset. I'm just like, I'm so tired of just seeing the same goddamn thing with Boring white people, show me something else. Show me anything else. And like just to see this character which is authentically black. It's not like they took Batman and cast Idris Elba, which everybody would want, but it would still be Batman, which is traditionally a white character. Like I'd love it more when they're like, create something that can only be 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 black, or can only be Mexican, or can only like give me those things, because then you can't ever take those away. You can't whitewash those things because they have to be those things. Like there will never be a white Black Panther. I mean well i say right. that but like jesus let's hope let's hope there's never white black but like that it's a richer character because of it right and so you've got the two white guys one is a villain and one is kind of like the you know the uh the commissioner gordon of the whole thing you know well, kind of they're hanging out helping out when he can but he's not the main he's not the main guy
0: no 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 exactly uh and towards that end i think um one of the yes as perfect as as I see the movie and, 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 and hopefully as, you know, I think you see it, you see it, you know, just as perfectly. Um, We're sort of missing out on those layers because we are two white guys. Mm -hmm. And I, you you know, like one of the things that um, it's just, that's that subtle stuff that like, we're going to miss out on was um, uh, I I read a bit about how black Panther um, shows the different philosophies of black liberation movements Mm -hmm. as though those are just having sort of conversations with each other, you know, in, in a fully black world, you know, and that sort of blew my mind, you know, like, and that's, I think that can lead us into a discussion of Killmonger who I think is the most perfect villain we've ever seen in a superhero movie because we feel for him. Mm -hmm. Like he, he, you know, and um, and his father had a different, they took a different path of black liberation, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and he wants like he's like he comes back to Wakanda, this isolated place and says, no, you don't understand. There's, you know, we need to liberate our black brothers and sisters all over the world. And he has a theory on how to do that. And I think in that moment, you you realize that Wakanda's attitude on that is, I mean, they're really isolationist in sort of a bad way. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, I, I don't know, that was just a great twist of like, oh shit, you know, they really, I, even if you'd been thinking that all along, it takes that character who is one of them, but has been raised on the outside to come back and confront them with it. And it's just, I i, I can't, um, I, you know, I have just no, absolutely no point of reference for viewing that as a black American and, and seeing those layers of conflict you know, as analogs to the uh, black experience in America. Well, even
1: that, but then even things like, um, you know, like, like what it is to be a man in black culture and what, what constitutes pride and respect and how that is negotiated and, and sort of fought against different, you know, it's just like that. I, I got glimpses of that, but I, I love that this movie works really like it's, it's really fun and really great and just refreshing and all those things for you and I, I mean, just, just without all that stuff, it's it's wonderful. But yeah, if you if you are a a person of color, like you get that plus all these extra bonuses of like that of context that I'll never understand, and just like just to have that extra benefit um, for anybody who who can relate is is really cool. So you got a good movie plus all this other stuff, and as and as I watch it more and more, I might glean more of that from it too. Um, so, you know, it'll reward multiple viewings for sure. But I just, I like that it can hit all those things so perfectly. And it's, it's shocking because Ryan Coogler has only directed two things before this, of any, of any notoriety, um, Fruitvale Station and, and Creed. And I loved Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say too, a lot of the same themes are in Creed. You know, um, it's about, uh, Apollo's son, uh, you know, basically having this bougie, you know, r- you know, rich life. Um, and then, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to be a, you know, kind of a, He's trying to come up through the ranks as a boxer, but, you know, no one's taking him seriously because he's, you know, he's led lived this cushy life, all these things. It's like, how does, how does a black person or how does a black man in 20s, you know, when that came out 2014, 2015 deal with, you know, trying to make a life for himself while not betraying kind of his background, but not being ashamed of where he came from? Like all those questions are kind of on display and they're not pushing your face. They're just there. They're just like, you, by the nature of the story, you have to, you're sort of confronted with these things. So I like that. But the fact that Ryan Coogler only had that in Fruitville station to lead up to this, he's man, he's doing, I can't wait to see what he does next. Cause it's just yeah. like, you know, what else, where else can he take these things? And he's found this magical way of doing it. And this is, I'm going to try to make this sound not terrible. He's found a magical way to do it that doesn't for you know you think about the bog standard like you know Fox News watching white person who's just like I don't need all this black stuff thrown in my face I think they could go to this movie and not feel that way it's 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 not a it's 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 a celebration of culture but it's not like it's it, the movie's not stopping every 10 minutes to go well you know um you know we really need to think about this it's it, it's not preachy it just happens all those issues are just on display but they're not shoved in your face so I think more people the people who need to see that are actually going to be more comfortable watching it. Or right? maybe their minds will be changed. Maybe their perception will be expanded. You know, it's just like, he kind of found this crazy cool way to do it. That's not just laden with, with uh, you know political toxicity.
0: If yeah. You know. And not to, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying. And it's not that um, those, those, not that there's anything wrong with those more confrontational movies or anything like that, but that is definitely what I have experienced from more conservatively bent people Mm -hmm. (laughs) with other movies, you know, like, like a Spike Lee movie or something is they, they they feel like that's being throwing a political discussion. Um, But one of the goddamn genius things about this is that it, really is a political discussion it is it's, yeah. a, it's a political discussion between these different black cultures in wakanda and that's and, and that is like oh it's it's yeah it's really cool to like think about that like we're kind of sneaking it in on the old mm-hmm. folks that you know but but you're exactly right like anyone should just go enjoy this because mm-hmm. it, it, it is not uh, it's not really confrontational maybe about personal politics so much as a, about it, like social politics or something, you know, like you're not, I don't know. I, but I, I agree with you. It wasn't a, it wasn't confrontational in that way. It was just sort of um, a political, a, a politi- I, God, what's the way to say that? Like, it was just sort of a, ah, you know, it was a good, yeah. But, but <laughs> I'll go back to what I first said perfectly contained universe you know yeah like what it can your, have uh, its political uh conversations in that universe sorry go ahead
1: oh no sorry what, <laughs> i guess if you could pick a favorite moment and a favorite character uh and just one if you could limit to oh. one yeah i know uh what would you what, what, what would you pick and you could have a close runner-up if you really wanted to throw that in there i um
0: <laughs> man so, I'll go first if you'd rather. Oh yeah, go for it, go for it. I would love to hear what you say.
1: Uh My favorite character by far is uh, Letitia Wright as Shuri. Ah, I mean, yeah, I, it, it was it was close. It was her, or it was um, Denai Guerrera as uh, uh, Okoye uh, as well, because she just like that character was just no note, yeah. note for note yeah. perfect too. But Shuri was every single thing she was on every time, every single time she was on screen, it was just like a joy, you know, okay. she, you could tell she had so much fun being in this movie and just like everything. And then every time she was on, on frame, she had a, a, she had a completely different, amazing costume, amazing hairdo, just like they constantly like dressed her in these beautiful, like beautiful things like all the time. So it was just like, Everything about that character was was awesome. I could see I could see an entire like series just with her and be completely happy. And it was really cool to see a a um a black young black woman as like the tech genius. Like that was just really I'm I'm not like I'm not one of those people that's like it has to be that way. Like, you know, I'm not looking for that, but just when it does happen and it happens organically like this, like it makes sense why she's that person. So it totally it worked for me so so well. I so she definitely favorite character. I would say I'm going to throw some love towards um, Andy Circus's claw. Like he, again, as much fun as she was having, Andy circus was having the goddamn time of his life in this movie. Like awesome. he just, every, every line he was given was so relaxed and just so charming. I really, I'm, I'm spoilers, big, big spoilers. I'm sad. We don't get to see him anymore. Um, well, as man. a character. Cause I was, I was loving him too.
0: That is, that's a very crazy, uh, uh character anyway. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll divert for a second on on Circus because, for one reason, for one thing, I, it was one of those performances where it, when he showed up, I was like, God, that guy looks really familiar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I don't know that I placed it as Andy Circus until the movie ended. Like, I didn't, I did, just didn't have him like in mind that he was in it. You know, I wasn't thinking of that. And <laughs> I couldn't, I mean, man, every time he's in a movie, he, he just embodies these roles in such yeah. a crazy. way. I mean, he is literally like the a human CGI <laughs> suit. <laughs> you know, I'm so used to him being like uh, seeing him only in behind the scenes stuff as Gollum. Yeah. And, yeah, or Snoke. You know, and now it's yeah. When I see him in actual movies, I take it always takes me a while to place him. But one of the interesting things about his character is um so. He's he's called Claw, and when I like I have a Google cat, you know, I Googled the cast to have it in front of me, and it's spelled K-L-A-W. At the end of the movie, they credited him like K-L-A-U-E. That's
1: so if you go back to Age of Ultron, where he was also in that too, he um it's Ulysses S. Claw and it's K-L-A-U-E, but then like the comic book sort of like supervillain name is just Claw K-L-A-W.
0: Wait, was Circus in Age of Ultron?
1: Yeah. That's where he got his arm ripped off. Ultron ripped his arm off. <laughs>
0: like, I don't remember this at they, all.
1: Go, they go to some country that's not Wakanda yeah. to get in, to get, like, uh, Circus is there. And that's where they're getting the material. I think they're getting some vibranium there for to make the vision. And then um, that's when Circus is there. He gets his arm ripped off. And he plays it a little differently. So it's, it's, he looks the same, but it's kind of a different sort of version. This movie, he's way more laid back. You can tell, like, he's been at this for a while. So it's like he's got, you know, he's the only guy who's ever penetrated the border and then they branded him for it. So it's just like, I love that. I loved all that. And he was just, he was just a cool, like, I, I I wish the MCU would stop killing off all their villains because they're just like, at some point, they're just going to run out. And it's like, well, then. I mean, I'd love for there to be some kind of, you know, other than Loki, we've never really had anybody repeat um, up to this point. So it'd be nice to have something, but uh, my favorite moment has got to be, I mean, there was a lot of moments. It was, it was a close toss between the very first opening scene in Oakland, which was awesome. I love that. They started the movie there, but I would say my favorite scene was that amazing James Bond casino sequence, which was just like, all of a sudden we are in a entirely different movie, just boom. And it's like black James Bond. And I'm like, I want to watch three hours of this show yeah. me this, you know, and this is just like, and this was just one sequence in an entire thing. Like they, they managed to somehow take elements of Batman, James Bond, Lion King, goddamn coming to America, <laughs> like all these things and just blended them up into like this wonderful. Me- it was this whole movie was like the a, a most amazing mixtape of moments from other movies that were, that were completely made their own by this cast and by this director. So that, that that uh, casino sequence was just everything about it. The staging of it, the shot, you know, the shooting of it, seeing, you know, you're, you're down on the floor and you, you know, the camera pans up and you see claw and his henchmen coming in. You see just like it's, and you've seen it before mission impossible. Just everybody's kind of triangulating everybody else. But then when that turns into the fight sequence, that was beautiful. A lot of practical effects going on. Just everything about it was just amazing. It was elegant. And you see, you know, Martin Freeman doing his thing. Um, for what it's worth i just loved it all
0: what i loved about that casino scene was um you know back to my my opening comment about the perfect universe was when they went when they went in and you and they do you know you you sort of reconnoiter the scene you know as they're going around with the camera as you see the different pockets of this room that they're in and all that the takeaway i had was not like james bond or mission impossible but more of like a Star Wars scene when they walk into one of those oh, bars, okay, and not because um, it, it looked you know wild and crazy or something. It was just because it it was so wholly its own. You know, it mm-hmm. was sort of like I, I mm-hmm. kind of like got that this is you know I'm sure it goes back to like westerns. You know, where they, yeah. somebody you know walks in the saloon and like sort of you know gazes around at at all the you know criminals and crooks and characters like all you know in the room Um, but it, it just sort of transported me. Like I didn't go into it like thinking, Oh yeah, yeah, this is just like a James Bond scene or something. I mean, I just Mm -hmm. mean that, I mean that as a compliment, like it, it felt so wholly its own universe that I was, I didn't care that they did that, uh, um, you know, did a scene like other movies do that scene, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And it's, I mean, it sounds like you're not, you're not saying it like, that it lessens the Black Panther scene because it's been done in other movies. Um, oh, no, no, no.
1: It felt uh, like Ryan Cougar was like, I really want to homage James Bond here, but in our own way. Right. Um, and, and it just, really, it works so well. And even like, even like little, like the, the beginning when they're talking to that, what though know, kind of the, uh, the, the, the front woman, you know, the, the market woman who's letting them in through the back door and you know, they're having to like kind of, say their secret words or whatever to her like that that was really fun. And then even at the end when Martin's like or Martin uh Martin Freeman's character was was like, you guys <laughs> like like Claw rolls in with his guys is like, you guys, you guys got you putting together a mixtape and like, hey, we actually are. You want the SoundCloud link? And it's just like just cool. that. Just yeah. that the fact that that was actually what they were doing is like no, really. I can send it to you. right. Like, no, no, no. It's it's fine. We're
0: fine. Does <laughs> Martin Freeman have some like another throwaway line that's like I don't need to see, hear your rapping or something like that? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like I don't hear.
1: It's like well, I can give you a SoundCloud link right now if you want. Just I loved that. Just that <laughs> I just again I wanted more. Claw. I was so sad. To, I mean, I get why it served the story perfectly, but I just I wanted more claw. I wanted him to pop up again. You know, almost like remember in in uh, the Nolan Batman movies when um. Uh, after the first one when scarecrow kept kind of popping up in really kind of fun little cameos. Like it could have yeah, been that, yeah, you know, yeah, he could have exactly. been that guy. Don't kill him, but save him. You know, he's a minor villain. So he can continue keep popping up here and there in fun, little quirky ways.
0: Yeah. Um, that well, would have been great. So back to your original question on the favorite moment, when you, um, when you asked that the first moment that like popped in my head was um, when T'Challa gets off the, the <laughs> aircraft originally and is reunited with, shuri and his mother, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that moment right there of I don't I, uh now I'm now like racking my brain in MCU do we ever feel like any of those characters go back to their family? You know, Ooh, good point. Like I know we see Hawkeye and his wife in Ant-Man. Civil War or whatever. Ant-Man and and his ex-wife. Um I don't know. I just uh there was something really cool about that. Like he comes home he's going to be crowned the king but you also got this great sense of like yeah they don't care you know like his sister's still gonna tease him and he's still the child of his mother you know he's still like a youngster kind of in their eyes and Mm -hmm. i I don't know It was just a it was really warm moment um and then uh something about one of those challenge scenes i've just got like uh, they really stood out to me um uh I, I think that like the tension was really real and I, I, you know, it's sort of like you knew in the first one um, when, when T'Challa prevails, like we're probably going to see something like this again, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's not going to go his way. And uh, I, I just, I don't know. There was just something about those that really stood out to me. Um, but then especially uh, I'm God, I'm so sorry that I cannot remember the character's name, but from the, um, the mountain tribe, uh shoot. I know it's Winston Duke. Winston
1: Duke. He's, yeah, he's uh an actor, but the I big guy, the giant yeah. guy.
0: Yeah. Um but he uh Really attractive um, guy too, um, um, Baku. A, Mbaku. Mbaku, right? yeah, 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 yeah. When uh when Shuri and um Angela Bassett and <laughs> and uh Frodo go to him <laughs> to uh you know uh, to make their plea about like taking the um <sighs> the heart-shaped flower yeah 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 like uh, that there was this turn on his face like you know where he greets them in that same way he's always greeted them Mm -hmm. um with suspicion and um but then when he turns and shows them that they have pulled t'challa out and kept him alive you know even though he's in a coma um it was just that was another good moment of of yeah you could probably you know if you plotted it out see that moment coming or something but it just like struck me as so well played and in the moment i wasn't thinking about what's going to happen i just i just sort of took it all in as it came so and then of course the yeah you asked for one favorite moment and i'm giving you (laughs) that's okay but that last one i mean with killmonger um and t'challa was just like heartbreaking yeah
1: what and i I like that it ended that way part of me was kind of like oh he's gonna save him and then like he's gonna try to like you know resuscitate him or something but then Killmonger's like, no man, just kill me. Just throw me in the ocean because this is like, what am I gonna do? Send a jail cell? No, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. Yeah. You know, and just and just that 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 was better because it just it goes back to the decision T'Chaka his father made and how that's just gonna like like T'Challa could not make that right. And so he almost had to yeah. accept it, like, yeah, his father made a stupid decision and he's uh. just like he can't he can't fix it, and it's just gonna have to be this thing that everybody knows his father did, and he's just gonna have to be a better king as a result um so i just i like oh god i love I love and and i we've been talking about everybody but chadwick boseman he was amazing oh, yeah. he was incredible. Yeah, incredible like i loved everything he was like make him black bruce wayne make him black james bond you don't need to because this movie could do all those things without like and and in, in with a, a new original character that wasn't a didn't have to like appropriate this is gonna sound i'm trying not to sound like an idiot when i say these things but like the thing I liked most about Black Panther was that it was distinctively its own thing. It didn't have to appropriate the white man's world to try to like, you know, make black uh characters more important. Like, no, no, we're just going to make our own and it's going to be better than all that. And I love that. It was just like the confidence yeah. of being yeah. able to create like a distinctively very specifically black uh hero world and it's and it's by its own By by that fact, it was largely superior to a lot of stuff we've seen recently. I just I love that. It's like great. More the more palettes and the more sort of like lenses we can look at these at these characters and these stories through, the better. Um,
0: Well, yeah, that's the whole point. These are all you know heroic archetypes like superheroes are, and that's they're myths, and you're we're supposed to tell them in different ways. You know, that's why. when we think of like greek myths or norse myths or celtic myths or or african myths you know they're all told in different ways and different they're dressed up in different you know costumes and scenery and all that kind of stuff every time they're told and that's that's how we should look at superheroes we shouldn't look as like there's a canon and it has to <laughs> everything has to strictly adhere to this canon yeah you yeah. know i that gets uh very sickening i mean marvel's done like a really wonderful thing in in tying these stories together in this like ho- created you know whole universe, this very complete universe. But um, you know you're you're exactly right. It's it's so weird that that is DC's shortcoming because yeah, yeah. DC could look at it and go, you know what, we we can out uh, mythologize our characters like versus Marvel, and yeah. and they're just screwing it up. Uh, and
1: <laughs> uh, other than Wonder Woman, I just that's like the only. I agree. it's yeah, yeah. like the only one that they kind of figured out correctly. And it's just like you guys, like you, and maybe maybe this new if 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 a um uh oh Jesus Christ, what the hell is the director's name? Martin. um <laughs> For <I>, which one? <laughs> the Joker movie, the one, the upcoming one. Oh, Scorsese. He's, yeah, if a Martin Scorsese produced Joker movie starring Joaquin Phoenix doesn't do it, then they just need to give up because at that point, like. If that comes out and that's in any way or shape or form, sort of, you know, hits the same notes as like the White Knight does, then they may they may have finally figured out like, okay, we'll just separate unconnected movies, and then when we want to merge it together, we can. But it will. That's not the intention here. Um, That they should have just leaned into that to to begin with. But you maybe know, they'll figure it out.
0: In in you saying that, you you brought something to mind, which is um, we, one of our big beefs with superhero movies, or at least one of mine, is that as cool as I thought like Zack Snyder's intro to justice league or sorry, Batman versus Superman looked, mm-hmm. we didn't need another retelling of Batman's origin, yeah. you know? And it's like as cool as I, I don't, I mean, it's hard to say. It's not like that cool, but the second set of Spider-Man movies, yeah. like I remember enjoying the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but again, it was like, we, oh, man, I don't need to see the, origin again you know and it felt like it finally got that right when Marvel took it over because we everyone was like God we know Spider-Man's origin but we don't really know like Black Panther's origin has is not so so it hasn't been retold so many times Mm -hmm. or us as a white audience our eyes haven't been on it that much Mm -hmm. like the way they managed to tell that origin and that history of it was was so well done, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and it made me feel it didn't make me, it didn't pull me out of the moment and go up. Oh, I gotta watch an origin story for ten minutes. You yeah, know?
1: it didn't feel like that at all.
0: Yeah, I just felt like I got it, and that, and I'm good. You know, like that. That was great. And um, uh, yeah, let's talk some bits and bobs. And oh, okay.
1: one of the big ones uh that I want to bring up, and this is a massive spoiler if you haven't seen the movie. Be careful. But one of the biggest thing, I actually had to look this up ahead of time because I didn't want, if this wasn't in the movie, I didn't want to have to be waiting for it. And I'm glad I did because it it wasn't. That's the appearance of the soul stone. The final infinity stone did not make an appearance in this movie. And everybody was like, everybody was thinking, Oh shoot, this is the last movie before uh, uh, infinity war. This is where they're going to reveal it. It would explain how they can sort of talk to their spirit animals and all this stuff. And it didn't, it wasn't even mentioned. It didn't pop up at all. So it's, it wasn't there. And I'm, it didn't need to be like, I, I love, and, and Ryan Kugler has gone on record as saying, we didn't want to, Marvel didn't ask us to put it in. We didn't want to put it in because Wakanda's whole thing is vibranium. We didn't, that's, that's their special thing. They didn't need two special things. So I, I appreciate that, but it makes me wonder, when the hell are we going to find out where the soul stone is? Like at this juncture, it's the only movie left is Infinity
0: War itself. Well, you say everyone, and I I would take issue with that because I'm never on. You look for the infinity stones like you're hunting (laughs) Pokemans or something. And I don't, first of all, even understand what Pokemans are. And I also have never looked out for the infinity stones. I don't. Okay. Yeah. So, I I mean, uh, that is an interesting mystery in a way like in retrospect it would have been really interesting if there were easter eggs of these stones in every movie yes (laughs) leading up to it yeah but you're you're you're, so yeah you're definitely right in that respect like people keep going into them thinking okay well in this one we're getting getting an answer to that but um
1: well i'm glad we i'm glad we didn't because it it was one more thing to make to that allow this movie to stay its own movie you know, if yeah. they had started to like shotgun in, it would start to, one of the biggest complaints about Iron Man 2, which I love, a lot of people hate that movie, but I loved it. A lot of people hate it though, because they shot, they try to cram too much connective tissue. There's like that entire sequence in the middle where the movie stops. And it's like, let's talk about the Avengers for a while. Okay. Cause that's going to be coming up soon. So we need to kind of set all the <laughs> groundwork for that. And it's just like, well, that's odd. I didn't mind it at all, but a lot of people I think were like, what, what, what's going on here? And so I, I you know, if they had even mentioned it, even like as an end credit stinger, like, you know, if they, if they had gone down to some secret cave and, you know, Angela Bassett was like, and here it is, it would, it would just would have felt like, well.
0: Well, they could have had one of them like wearing it around their neck or something like that, you yeah. know, I think, and especially, um, I, you know, having rewatched Ragnarok last night. And at the beginning where Thor does the, you know, you may be wondering how I ended up in this cave. (laughs) And he says something like, well, I went across the universe looking for these little sparkly infinity stones. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just, you know, again, there would have been a great opportunity somewhere in that movie to just, you know, Jeff Goldblum's got one on the top of his, you know, walking staff or something. Yeah. Wait a second. (laughs) Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah, um. it,
1: it doesn't matter. I just I didn't know if you were like if you were in the same boat. We're like, yeah, where
0: is that? But you clearly not. So no, it I did not even occur to me <laughs> that they were missing one.
1: It's worth noting too, by the way, that once upon a time, Angela Bassett, uh, who played his mom, the Queen, she was heavily uh, rumored or was even in the running to be Storm oh. in uh, X Men. Didn't happen. Obviously, Halle Berry took that over, and other another actress after that. But like, it was kind of cool to see. Uh, Angela Bassett, uh, you know, with her white hair. It was almost, I, I I would be surprised if Ryan Coogler didn't intentionally sort of do that as kind of like a, as like a little kind of Easter egg nod to like, yeah, she could have been storm. So we're, this is the next best thing. You know, she's the queen of Wakanda. Here she is. Well, um, there's a,
0: na- a nice little tie in there because, um, well, first of all, I've seen other people say this. So this is not my original thought. It's definitely time for a storm movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Secondly, uh, storm does marry T'Challa in the comics, right? Yeah. So there is, there would be this, another great nod there of, um, having, uh, you know, Angela Bassett in, you know, in her role oversee that, (laughs) that wedding. That would be very cool. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, and that the actor who is storm in X-Men apocalypse, I thought was great. She was great. I, I mean, I really liked that portrayal of storm and I would, there's there's a lot of backstory they could do there it would be great to see that uh, to see fox sort of relinquish that one but um
1: as long as as long as at some point in the storm movie she looks at the camera and goes (laughs) do you know what happens when a toad is hit by lightning the same thing that happens to everything else (laughs) okay that's what Halle Berry says at the beginning, at the end of the first X-Men movie. You're just like, that. someone wrote that? What? Hey, like, yeah. It was such a, that was, that was, the, that was like one of the, the, the low moments of the first X-Men movie. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, and this you and I talked about this uh, via chat. So the movie opens in Oakland and it shows T'Chaka visiting his brother, uh, Killmonger's father, and this other character's there who ends up, we find out, is the young um, Zuri. Is that his name? uh forrest whitaker's character yeah young zuri um there's this actor there and you're like you're looking at him going oh my god that looks like young forrest whitaker then you go on imdb and you search who that person is his name is denzel whitaker and then you're like oh my god that must be his son completely <laughs> unrelated not related in any way shape or form and they have been in three movies together at this point point. and what? forrest whitaker yeah yeah and forrest whitaker was like i'm finally glad To get this, because he's like, he he was in some interview, and he's like, I'm finally glad to get this cleared up once and for all. I love Denzel Whitaker. He's a great actor, not related to me, not at all. Wow. And it's shocking because, like, their eyes are very similar. They're just like, it looked like, oh my God, this is genius casting. They cast his son or his nephew or whatever it was, not unrelated. So, if anybody's out there going, wait a second, nope, nope. Uh, The other thing I want to mention is that as we're recording this, we are now in the second weekend, and it has taken in goddamn 108 million <laughs> in its second weekend. Yeah. So it's going to be in the theaters for quite a while.
0: Yeah. I mean, I uh, I'll definitely see it again in the theater. Um, so, it, you know, if anybody wants to see it, just give me a call. <laughs> 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 uh, I'll go <laughs> whenever. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see it again this weekend. Just couldn't make the time, but I will see it some night this week or something.
1: Yeah. It's going to, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be one of the top three, grossing Marvel movies of all time, which where do they go from? I mean, like it's going to be interesting if infinity war, I mean, infinity war is going to do great, but it's going to be interesting if infinity war somehow makes less.
0: Honestly, I, I, the only negative takeaway I had from black Panther was that I kind of dread infinity war. Really? Yeah. Like I just thought, God, that, that was great.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I don't really want to see an apocalyptic team up yeah. with black Panther in it. Like I just felt like now we're good. You know, um, <laughs> Can we just start over the MCU,
1: like right from here. And just, I mean,
0: I- I'm excited to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm excited to see captain Marvel. Um, But infinity war, like I'm just, uh, I'm just like, I-, I think it'll be really cool. I think, I think it will be, it's Marvel. I think they will do it right. But I-, I just have that justice league dread in my head. You know, like I, um i don't know i i i i didn't hate justice league um but i uh you know it's it's hard to want to go back to it and kind yeah. of revisit. it
1: yeah you don't need so. to see it more than maybe one maybe two times yeah like it's i don't know I just and you look at infinity War, which is just, just cgi like the whole thing's a video game like there's there's so much cgi that i'm just like ah dude i don't know and i loved and yeah black panther had a quite a bit of cgi but there was a lot of practical sets and effects too yeah. like uh, quite a bit i think people underestimate how much practical stuff went into black panther and it showed um,
0: um you know and 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 it all those things that we talked about loving like the 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 conflict that doesn't involve some otherworldly yeah. god you know with some super extraterrestrial power and the intertribal fights um, all that kind of stuff is like that's what that's the kind of conflict I want to see, and it, we're going into an infinity war where it's like, uh, yeah, literally an infinity war. Like there's some godlike creature that's going to have some godlike power with this glove who comes to Earth to mess with humans, and it's just going to feel like, ah, dude, we we're way off here.
1: Well, it, <laughs> it makes me wonder now that now that Disney owns, I think the I think the deal is closed at this point, but now that Disney Disney owns or is close to owning all the Fox assets they get Galactus back. I, oh. you know, after, after infinity war is over and Thanos's story has come and gone, what's the next, you know, if they're going to do phase five, six, and seven, I would imagine Galactus is the new big bad, but even that just seems like, okay, so this, this giant, the last time we saw Galactus, uh, as many of you know, was in uh, uh, fantastic four two, where he was a, <laughs> a, a like giant smoke monster that had no physical formation whatsoever. And it's just like, okay. Um, even still, if you know if Marvel gives him a face and a, you know, a body and a you know all that. It's it's still that like kind of like you know world-ending entity that has no backstory or really any any reason to care. Um, you know, it's just I they, they've got to they got to be really careful because I just don't. After Infinity War is done, like we just it would be great to have everything be really small and focused and tight and not you know this. Doctor Who suffers from the same thing where it's like a lot of Doctor Who episodes you know, especially the season enders was just like, the doctor has to save the universe again. It's like, yeah. at some point that just becomes so tired that it's like, that's not a stake anymore. It's like, yeah, you has to always save the universe. So what? Like, show me something. You got to like, keep the stakes small longer so that when you get to those big apocalyptic moments, they have some heft right. on them.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, man. And that's true. well, <laughs> we we've uh, actually we have a, a lot to talk about this week, so we are probably going to put this episode out as soon as possible. Which doesn't really ma- matter to you because once you're listening, it's out, um, uh, so that we can talk about some other stuff, including uh, the Alex Garland movie Annihilation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we should probably we should get into the like some other movies. By the mm-hmm. way, like we, it's time for us to do a probably a summer movie preview in the next couple weeks or a yeah. month or so uh but in the meantime taylor where can people find this podcast
1: we are on apple Podcasts, stitcher uh soundcloud google play pocket casts uh, and anywhere podca- uh, podcasts are downloaded you can also find us online we are find and uh find us there on twitter
0: and soundcloud as well yeah uh I- I think that wraps it up. <laughs> I was yep. about to say something else, but I don't <laughs> need to. So, uh, we, thank you, Taylor, uh, go see black Panther. Um, Definitely. and we will catch all of you listeners next week for another episode of coffee and comics.
1: Bye.